It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. What is up? Today is Tuesday, April 3rd, 2007, and today we're going to talk affiliate marketing with one of the oldest affiliate marketers I know of, and I don't mean that like you're old or anything. Scott, are you there? Yes, I am. So, Scott is um, he's an old-time affiliate, old-school, well-respected affiliate guy, and also started a new website we're going to talk about in a bit, but first, um, Scott, do you want to... Tell everybody a little bit about what you do and, and how you got started. Sure. Um, yeah, I started uh, in affiliate, mar- affiliate marketing back in 99 when I uh, started. I worked at a company called Be Free, which was uh, one of the first affiliate marketing network companies. And um, I worked there for about five years uh, on the product side, developing their uh, affiliate, affiliate marketing platform. And uh, from there, I got to know a lot of people in the industry and that sort of thing, and uh, always had an eye toward, you know, I've always enjoyed uh, doing website development and that sort of thing, and always had an eye toward doing that. And a couple of years ago, I decided, uh, it's about, I don't know, 10 months after we merged with Commission Junction, and I uh, decided it was a good time for me to, to jump ship and switch sides and give the, give the affiliate thing a try full time. Which uh, which I did a couple of years ago, and uh, haven't looked back. It's been great. So yeah, I've been doing. I've been an, uh, an affiliate marketer, publisher, that sort of thing for uh, a couple of years now. Which uh, which markets do you mostly go after? Which kind of niches are you involved in? Um, we focus mostly on retail stuff. Um, okay. even, and it's I think that's different than uh, you know a lot of the. A lot of uh, the quote super affiliates, um, I think, which tend, I think, uh, like yourself, you know, tend to focus on leads and that sort of thing. Um, but I did good with ringtones, and that's about it. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really a super affiliate, but I don't know. I mean, I play around a, a bit, but I did. I, I was just kind of lucky that I had a, a really popular ringtone site, and then ringtones became very lucrative. So it kind of fell into my lap a bit. But um, yeah, I think you're super diversified compared to, to what I do. But um, that's awesome. So, you know, another thing with Commission Junction, it seems like a lot of big fish are, are leaving Commission Junction, a lot of bigger clients and stuff. Do you, uh, yeah. what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? That's been happening uh, a lot, especially recently. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it all comes, it, it kind of goes back to, a lot of it goes back to the merger that I just talked about with um, Be Free and Commission Junction that happened a couple of years ago. And um, back, in, back in the end of 2003 and, and 2004, companies merged and went through an exercise to figure out what to do with the two flat platforms, which are now operating under one company. And I was on the team to evaluate that. And the, the end result was to, to move over to the Commission Junction platform and to migrate all of the uh, be free customers over and uh, the, the be free software was much much different a lot more robust it wasn't even a web based uh, 
system. It was a power builder app, client server application. So for however funny that is, it actually was um, made for some really great reporting tools and that sort of thing, which a lot of the bigger retail merchants that, that were really focused on data loved. And they just couldn't get that in, uh, on the Commission Junction platform. And I think we, we probably knew from the, from the beginning that they weren't going to last. And I think we're getting to, toward the end of that. I think, I don't, I don't know for sure, um, but I think that CJ is, you know, putting the screws on these guys. Contracts are expiring, and to renew, they've got to switch over. And some are switching over to the CJ platform, but others are opting to uh, hit the highway. And, and a lot of them have been moving over to Performix recently. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of them moving to Performix. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I've never used Performix, um, but it, but it seems like a lot of these big names that Commission Junction is using to or is losing um, are, are jumping over to Performix. So, is yeah, there was there people like? I mean, is it? Do you see like a? Is there a big reason for that? Yeah, there's kind of a resurgence going on with Performix. I think when you, if, if I recall, you started in Philly marketing a couple years ago, right? Um, and it, it, in that time, at that time, Performix was kind of on a lull in the affiliate marketing space and kind of focused more on other things like their search marketing business. And there's a double-click double click acquisition over there and that sort of thing. And they kind of, they kind of went dark for a while. But, um, you know, they've always kind of been the Wendy's of the affiliate marketing space. Right. Always going to be number three or four. But um, recently, and I think starting... Last year was kind of when the the uh, CJ LMI thing came about, the link management initiative, when they were going to change over to all JavaScript links, and the world was coming down on CJ. I think Performance kind of woke up at that point and maybe saw an opportunity, get right. out there and said, "Hey, we're uh, we're we're pretty cool," and and started uh, started them back on a you know, we love affiliates kick. They actually, had a we love affiliates T-shirts at uh, Affiliate Summit. Oh, awesome. And so I've been really focusing. Yeah, I remember, you know, I think uh, Commission Junction just doesn't, I don't, I don't know if it's a, it's a classic example of a company that became comfortable with their success and just stopped trying to make themselves better. But, I mean, I mean, it just seems like they keep giving reasons for both affiliates and, um, you know, companies to leave them. Like, you know, with the recent, uh, I think you, you were the one who had the big petition on with, with them going to JavaScript links, correct? That's that's right, yeah, yeah, and I know. I mean, that was like. I mean, I I think. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I guess, and and we can. You know, I mean, you were you were the one basically that. I mean, if you just want to explain what what happened with that. Sure, sure. It was almost a year ago, um, kind of out of the blue. Commission Junction made a made a statement that they were going to be converting all of their affiliate tracking links to JavaScript links and you know essentially um, you know like Google AdSense links where you put some JavaScript code on your site and no matter what the link was a text link a graphic link content link it was all going to be served through JavaScript and the the kind of the uproar and outrage over that is that's just asinine you know if you're going to put a text right. link on your site to promote something you use a text link you don't want to have it loading through a, a JavaScript link so, right. excuse me, that was, in a nutshell, that was the direction they were headed in. And, and there was, you know, they, they were giving kind of uh, 
lame marketing reasons why they were doing that sort of thing, using words like future-proof and, and that sort of thing that you know, they were going to be able to help affiliates manage their links better. But there was really just no good reason for, for doing this that was, that was apparent at right. the time. And I think, you know, so, when people um, start reviewing it, well, you know, I mean, because they basically were very solid on it. They were like, you have to change all your links to JavaScript or you're, we're going to phase them out. And so I think when you give publishers a reason to look at and look at the, uh, you don't ever want to do that, basically, because then people look and say, okay, well, if I'm going to change them, then maybe I'll also look at a different program and then they find a better payout. And then, you, you know, I mean, you never just want to give people a reason to leave you. And I think, I no, think they started right. to do that. Um, and, and with that, and I mean, there's other reasons too, but I, I definitely think that uh, that that was a really bad decision on their part. Well, so, they reversed it, and uh, you know they yeah. saw the light. Um, unfortunately, they they made a decision and and went full steam ahead on something that was just a bad idea and uh, got a lot of really bad publicity out of it. And um, I don't know you, some people say there's there's no such thing as bad press, but that was pretty bad. Right. You know, and I, I know that a number of, of clients who have, um, or so, a few at least that I've heard of, have uh, who who have made the decision to leave CJ. That was one of the reasons cited that, uh, you know, that they were concerned about that sort of decision making and the, the and the prospect that they might be doing that thing going forward because they never really said that they'll never do it. Right. Now the now the um, you know that kind of brings up an interesting thing. I mean, they did write it and they didn't do it, but at the same time, I think they still put that in the back of affiliates' mind is, okay, that, that's really where they want to head. So, you know, I need to plan for the future, and in, and in planning, you know. So, so I mean, they, like I say, you know, I, I think it's just a bad reason to give affiliates a reason to leave you. They did that, and um, I know I looked at a lot of my stuff and thought, ooh, that's, that's going to hurt, um, you know, a lot of redoing. So, you know, we started to plan for that, and, and then thankfully they didn't do it, but, you know, what are you going to do? So I guess uh, in talking about rights or wrong, also we we could probably cover the the link share thing also, and um, right. I, I read about that a little bit on your blog. You want to just explain what happened with link share recently? Well, uh, recently, well, a long, long time ago, I can't even remember how many years ago now. Link share, um, it was just something stupid. They put a captcha check on the login on their affiliate site, you know, and. Um, you know, why do you do that sort of thing? You know, someone with a, you know, someone with a ton of clients or with a ton of data that, you know, um, or uh, domain companies, you know, do that <clears throat> to keep people from jamming, you know, domain requests and, and things like that. And but LinkShare did it. You know, when they only have thousands of clients, I mean, they don't. It's not like it's a there's a major issue with automated logins and that sort of thing. Which, so they put this captcha check. Thing on the you know which is basically you know type in the, the letters and numbers that you see here before you can log in, um, which just you know was was really just an annoyance. And the reason they did it, I think, was there's a service there, and I think it still exists, but there's a service called AfTrack, which is kind of an, an affiliate statistics aggregator, and you sign up there, you give your login information for all the different affiliate networks, and they will go out and spider the affiliate networks reports and pull them all together into some pretty reports for you to look at and. You know, a lot of the affiliates who who work with hundreds and thousands of of merchants love that service. And uh, LinkShare is a particularly litigious and uh, legal-minded company, and they didn't like the idea. So they, I think that they, you know, in addition to suing, you know, Aftrack, they they put the kibosh on it by putting a capture check up. So that's been in place for years. 
and so they finally got rid of it. If I understand it right, they they made it so that if you referred somebody to an affiliate, you had to go through a caption, confirm, you know, what do you see in this image, and before you would get credit if that... I mean, you, you would re- really create a, a big block for somebody not to follow through and make a purchase or something like that. Is that... Do I understand that right? No, you didn't have to. It wasn't through any affiliate links um, on a referral. There was no capture check, but just in the logins. So it was really okay. just annoy- an annoyance for the affiliates and, and merchants. Okay, well, that's not near as bad as I thought it was. I thought they no, were actually not, doing it on the referral. I was like... But it was, it was nothing, uh, you know, it was nothing major like, yeah, if it was in the, if it was in the way of tracking a sale, that'd be, that would be insane. Gotcha. All right, well, we should, with that, we should take our first commercial break. And we'll be right back with Scott Jangro in about two minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Gentlemen, start your engines. Okay. Well, how do I get my engine started? Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. EngineReady strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing. Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Oh my goodness, now you can have Google Talk embedded in your Google personalized homepage to be part of your Google personalized life. So you can go there and you can just chat on your homepage. Just remember folks, you know, you put that on the homepage and you don't log out. You know, I never log out of things. You log out of things. So suddenly all your contacts are sitting there when somebody goes to use Google on your computer and then they're going, oh, let's just start sending messages to people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying. Hi, it's Danny. I've always liked you. Exactly. <laughs> I've always liked you, but I really like you, Barry. But uh, 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 I really like you. We are fired. <laughs> the Daily Searchcast with Danny Sullivan. Monday through Thursdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out the Daily Searchcast Week in Review. Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Only on Webmaster Radio. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade, Jerry Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm just talking affiliate marketing with one of the best, Scott Jangro. So, Scott, we were talking about other companies. Now, I'd like to talk about something that you started called Bump C. 
which kind of um, came out. I know you were asking for a little bit on your blog for affiliate sites and whatnot, and then you did some tagging with them. And and um, before I know it, you had this pretty awesome community. Um, maybe just talk a little bit about how you got started with that and uh, where it's at now and where you where you want to take it. Thanks. Sure. Yeah, it's um, it kind of grew out of grew out of nowhere, and um, it's something that I've had in the back of my mind for a long time, in one form or another. Um, and yeah, I, I started back in October, and on my blog, uh, put out a. It was actually following. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Dave Naylor did a. It was when I think the Google Reader just came out. He said, "Post your RSS feed here, and I'll add it to my reader." and I said, hey, you know, I was an SEO focus. I, I thought I'd do it for an affiliate marketing focus and did that sort of thing and got a good response and had about, I don't know, 50-plus affiliate marketing blogs. Um, and like I always do, I turn a small pro- project into a uh, major one. And what started, you know, was gonna, what was going to be a list of affiliate blogs, I just started to play with uh, RSS readers and, and feed aggregation and that sort of thing. And it, it turned into... Uh, it turned into what it is now, which is kind of, you know, this. It's hard to describe, but you know, I like to describe it as um, it's kind of an it's kind of an RSS reader, uh, news right. aggregator, with people living in it. So you know, so it's you know, the thing that's always frustrated me about you know feed readers is that you know I don't keep up with with it, so it's always stale. You know, I have old feeds in there, I never find new stuff. You know, I get bored with it. Um, you know, so what Bump Z does is that you know you join a, a community, and I create. I started out by creating an affiliate marketing community, which was you know this list of all the affiliate marketing blogs I could find, um, and it pulls them all in like a feed reader. And and pretty quickly, all these people who owned these blogs came in and joined you know this community. I, I created a way for them to create accounts and come in and, and actually and have discussions about these blog entries. And it started to solve a few other problems that um, you know like. You know, a lot of the great blog posts that are out there, you know, blog you know, have very short lives. You know, you, right. they they get posted, they they come and they go, and 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 you can't keep track of comments. You know, unless it, there's a, you know, there's a there's a blog like yours that's almost become a message board. Um, you know, it's there's so many out there that good conversations happen after you stop by, right? So you can't right. miss all the good stuff. And so it's so true because I mean I stumble across so many blogs that have such great posts that nobody ever comments on. And I'm just like, I mean, they're so well-written. And, yeah. I mean, like, much better than I ever thought about writing. And, um, you know, I just, and it's really too bad because, and I know you've, you've said this a few, time on your, a few times on your blog, is that, you know, you don't really like to repeat or regurgitate what somebody else wrote. And you also don't want to become a link farm. But, man, you know, you, you kind of would like to point people in the direction of where where the where the fire is, not to really steal Technorati's thing there, but <laughs> totally. I mean, I love the social voting aspect of what you put together with Bump Z. Yeah, so the voting, let's, you know, it's kind of, you know, the voting is kind of dig-like. I call it bumps, and, you know, the, the good stuff kind of goes to the top and sticks around for a while, so people notice that, and then people start discussing it, either on Bump Z and, and there's discussions there, or I encourage discussion to happen on the blogs. I'm not trying to steal anyone's traffic, you know. So, and, you know, and if the blogger has one of the Bump Z widgets on their site, like you do, Bumpsy right. gets notified when there are new comments. So, you know, I'll I'll give put an update that there's a new comment that happened over on that blog and so you can really keep tabs on what's going on. There's a lot of these services that have um that keep track of comments on blogs like code.com code comments, code 
co.mmnts and there's another one I saw recently the name slips my mind but you got to get to subscribe you know you got to for every blog you want to track this just it just does it you know right so that was kind of this unique thing and it's turned out pretty well and it started out as an affiliate marketing thing uh, we branched out into uh, a, a second community around SEO which which grew pretty well and uh, we started adding more um, anyone can and actually just today I don't know if you checked it out this afternoon but we kind of relaunched and now anybody can create a, a community or an RSS group um, so you can you can create whatever you want enter in the, the, the blogs that you want to keep track of and you know make your own yeah so it's open I, I, I really like the way that it's grown I mean it's it's like it it started out as a nice community it got my attention you know pretty much right away um, I love how niche focused it is and and now how people can even you know, say, you know, whatever they're into can pretty much, it looks like, create their own community and, and focus group. So yep. I think, it's, I think it's, it's just awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it, and um, that's why Thanks. I implemented it, you know, pretty much right away. And, and also I get a lot of traffic from it, to be honest. I mean, you know, people see it, it listed, and, and when you do write something and, and other people like it, you know, they bump it up, and, and, and you know, it'll fall off eventually, but... Um, I thought it was kind of funny that people were like, oh, I stole his idea from Dig. And it, I kind of was writing a, a, I have a post in my draft that's about a month old now. I've been writing like the evolution of social voting. And it did start before Dig. I know everybody thinks that Dig like created it, but, you know, they, they basically stole all their ideas from somebody else. And, you know, it, it's just the way it goes. You know, social voting is nothing new and proprietary to Dig. So. I think, you know, what, what you're doing and in, in, in bumping it or, or dumping it, I do like also the aspect where people can, you know, vote down and, and stuff like that. So so as far as, like, where you're headed from here, where do you see Bump C going? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still brand new. I mean, it's just uh, two and a half, three months old now, and we're, we're still figuring it out. Uh, we're getting to a place where we, you know, the short-term vision was to get to a place where anybody could create their own, um, communities, their own feed groups, and you know if if it's for their own purpose, or maybe them and, and a couple other people in their own small blogging community to use, great. If it becomes a bigger thing, even better. Um, you know, and so we're we're just kind of reaching that short term vision of uh, you know opening it up for anybody to create uh, their, own, their own communities. Longer term, yeah. uh, you know. Not really sure yet. I mean, we've got some ideas around stuff we can do more with the widgets. Um, you know, I think that, you know, long t- what I'd really like to do, you know, whatever, however it kind of manifests itself in, in features and, and, and functionality, uh, I'd, I'd like to promote quality blogs. You know, I think that, you know, there's so many people out there, like you said, who write great stuff and they never get seen. And, um, you know, I'd, I love the idea of, of creating a platform that, that lets them be seen not only be seen, but be, be seen by, you know, the people who think about the same stuff they do. And, um, you know, it's, the affiliate marketing is a great example of, you know, like you said, you know, finding a bunch of blogs that no one's ever heard of. And I hear that all the time from people who have joined that community. And, you know, I've seen some smaller blogs kind of, you know, grow up. I don't want to take credit, but, you know, they, you know, they, they kind of get fast-tracked, you know, and now they're getting all sorts of uh, traffic and comments and that sort of thing on their blogs. And I think a lot of that has to do with the exposure they're seeing from them from a site like this. You know, and, I, and there's it's infinite. You know, it could just grow infinitely and that's kind of scary from an operational standpoint. But 
Yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go next is uh, from a scalability perspective. I mean, do you have a programming background? I know you talked about Memcache. Um, I have a lot of experience with Memcache and, and building our – we actually built our own caching solution, you know, that was integrated of mem, Memcache and other things. But, um, I mean, it's it definitely you're getting to the point where it seems like you really need to think about scalability and stuff like that if you, um, if you haven't already. Uh, yeah, and from the from the start, I, I was thinking about that, and you know, luckily made a few decisions that you know, like getting memcache in place and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I am technical. I'm a software engineer by you know, in previous lives. So I mean, I've done, I did all the coding uh, of the site and that sort of thing. And there's two of us working on it now. I, I have a business partner. Um, you know, he helps. He helps out a lot um, on the development stuff, but, but you know all the the base, the the core stuff, and the back end is all it's all on me, which keeps me up at night. But yeah, I need to you know I need to start thinking about uh, you know even more about scalability and and you know what it means to uh, you know plan for success. You know that's the yeah that's what they prepare for success. Don't prepare for failure. I mean definitely. I mean that's that's a big. We have like ten mottos in my company, and prepare for success is definitely one of them. So, um, awesome. I mean, yeah, I really I like where it's headed. Some, uh, and, uh, some tips and advice on uh, how to grow, you know. You, yeah. you, you saw that recently with the, um, you know, auction ad stuff, right? With What was that? With the auction ads stuff. I'm sure there was some scalability stuff going on there. You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, <laughs> we had, I was hoping to get 1,000 users the first month, and we ended up getting just shy of 7,000. So, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't real. I mean, I was... I prepared for success, but not at that rate. So, you know, doing 580 hits a second was something new for me. So I I had a dig effect one time where I got about 160 hits a second, and I thought that was crazy. So, yeah, but yeah, we've scaled. We we've we've invested a lot of money in load balancers, and um, you know, we keep we just I just ordered four more servers to put in the cluster because we, I mean, downtime is just not an option when you're trying to run an ad network that, you know, you, you're talking about a lot of revenue, you know, to, we just paid out our first, we have net zero payments. We just did it, um, Sunday was our first payment. So that was another thing, a learning experience was cause we, uh, we didn't have the bank account confirmed for the PayPal mass payment to go out. And so that was a, so then we ended up throwing it through shoe money and, and retransferring out, but anyway, it's it's been a learning experience. So yeah, yeah, and I'm you know thinking about the same stuff. I don't expect that level of of growth at the, in the same time frame, but you know, still, I mean, luckily I have, you know, coming from the the product side of Be Free, you know, I wasn't developing the back end stuff, but you know, with the traffic at, at a, an affiliate network, um, you know, at a place like you know Be Free years ago, I remember you know. Our CTO comparing our traffic to, you know, Visa, you know, the credit card transactions, you know, which is just right. mind-boggling the number of transactions that fly through there. And you know, so I, you know, I, I didn't implement the stuff, but I know the I know the lingo and uh, you know where to start looking. So hopefully that'll serve me well enough. And but um, yeah, definitely have to get some help. So there's a a couple questions in the chat room. One was, you know, how do you expect to um, earn money? What what kind of forms of revenue are you going to try to benefit from with, with Bumpsy? Like, how are you going to uh, make money off of it, basically? People are asking. Make money? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have this thing like, like 
you know, we have to make money off the site or something. But yeah, they, do you? What are the? What kind of plans do you? If you have any, you know, to uh, earn an income off of Bumsy. Yeah, it's um, it, it's something that we that we really haven't uh, settled on. You know, talking about a lot of different things. Um, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I, I, it's kind of like you know, I look at uh, something like Squidoo, right, where someone creates a lens, you know, and I, I kind of look to them for to see you know how they the kind of stuff that they do, or a site like gather.com, where you have users who, who are, you know, building, you know, your site for you piece by piece. You know, how do you monetize that and, and not offend them, right? Right. Start to feel some ownership over it. And, you know, so we're grappling with those ideas. And, you know, Squidoo shares revenue with their users, and that's something we're considering. Um, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to jump right into that, but, you know, it might be where we end up. You know, money changes everything, and as soon as there's, there's money to be made, it's... You know, we're going to all of a sudden get all the all sorts of people looking for, you know, how to, well, the yeah. reasons make money, but exploit it too. You know, so we just have to be careful about that and do that carefully. Totally, I, I can't agree more. I mean, as soon as money's involved, um, I mean, I've always been lucky in in a lot of the communities and stuff that I do. You just happen to be in one of a community where everybody nitpicks and calculates every nickel and dime. And as soon as you start making money, they're going to say, "Well, what what's going on here?" and all that stuff, and and everybody's an expert, of course, as you know, um, and they'll they'll try to guess motives and stuff like that. When when mainly you might be just trying to cover costs. So right. anyway, yeah. um, so, you know, there's there's areas where we might be able to put some you know some advertisements or sponsorships or that sort of thing. Um, you know, maybe not try to monetize the the communities that are that are filled with those you know those types that you're talking about, but. You know, there's some communities up there now, like American Idol community and and that sort of thing, which don't right. really have communities yet, but trying to you know jumpstart some things like that. And I think there'll be some opportunity in the kind of the non, you know, non online marketing money making um, type themes that we can yep. we can start to work. You know, on. I I know that it's gotten. You know, we have you have Sean Collins on there, who of course is a, a affiliate summit guy, and and um, yep. you've got many other companies and affiliate companies i know you've you've uh peaked interest of i've heard people from azugal ads and um, xy7 and other people refer to bumpsy as you know something they keep an eye on so i mean i i gotta think that if you ever tap them for advertising or anything like that you'd probably get a pretty warm reception you know but um you know i mean it seems to be such a focused market we were surprised with my blog when we tapped a few different people that they were really warm just because of the the brand recognition and and you know because because it is a very focused market, you know, in, in the affiliate space anyway. Um, but as you grow your communities, you might find, you know, in different communities, you can tap other people in those areas. So right. um, with that, is there anything else you want to you kind of touch on with Bump Z before we, we jump to some other stuff here? Uh, no, I think that's, you know, that covers it. It's, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and, and, and right now it still is that. And, uh, you know, we have to pay the bills at some point. but Right. You know, it's, uh, All right. it's been a good ride All so right. far. Hopefully it'll keep going. All right. Well, um, in the chat room, we just did we just pasted the phone number for the call-in line. If anybody wants to call in and, and ask Scott or myself any questions, you can feel free to call in. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our second break here as we approach the halfway point. So um, we'll be back in about two minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break.
Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today enjoying top payouts and unparalleled affiliate support is as easy as xy7.com just call 1-866-XY7-PAYS and see how it pays to join XY7 for increased conversions and higher revenue via the newest and hottest ad campaigns call 1-866-XY7-PAYS today or sign up at xy7.com and find out why thousands of other successful affiliate marketers already know so don't wait call now one 1-866-XY7-PAYS. That's 1-866-XY7-PAYS. XY7.com. The only ad network you'll ever need to get paid. XY7.com. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> is it okay to take photographs of Britney's shaven bits? Or is it not okay? If that was in England, it must be the same in America. That's indecent exposure. She shouldn't be flashing those bits at me. She should be arrested. She's broke the law. It's like I can walk down the street where I live and pee in my pants. I'm breaking no law. I can't save my pants and get my willy out and pee in the street. Because now I'm exposing myself, yeah? And that's illegal. Now, surely what Britney Spears, Paris Hilton are doing by flashing their whatevers at paparazzi, they're breaking the law. What the fuck does that have to do with hanging? I don't know, but it's like <laughs> I did a search for Britney Spears How do we shaven. How about Britney Spears? Welcome to my world. <laughs> Strike Point, Mondays at a new time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Scott, I wanted to get your take on Google jumping into this CPA, PPA, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, the, the cost per action or, you know, however you want to phrase it, uh, game. I mean, they, what, do you, what do you think about them jumping in here? Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, alarming uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I wrote about this. But, you know, I just don't, you know, there are lots of people who, who have speculated and, and, you know, especially I think the, the, the guys outside of the industry looking in um, kind of predicted the death of the affiliate networks because of it. Um, most notably, um, Arrington on TechCrunch. Yeah, that was funny. Said that you know CJ is dead meat, and you know, I, I don't know. That just tells me that he really doesn't get it, uh, which is fine. You know, it's not his business. But you know, I, it's at, at the end of the day, you know, it's still the, you know the Google solution. At least as, as it's been laid out so far, it's still an ad network. You know, and right. you know, the affiliate marketers who make the who, who do all you know do the, the most business out there. You know, it's kind of you know, still, in affiliate marketing. There's you know you talk about the eighty twenty rule. You know, eighty percent of the revenue driven by twenty percent of of um, the players. I think in affiliate marketing, it's more like 
95.5 or 99.1. I mean, it's there's yeah. you know the, on the on the end of the, the performing end, it, there's a, just a small number of guys who drive the most business, and they don't just you know they don't run ads. You know, right. they they work closely with the programs, the merchants they promote. Um, they actually talk to them and integrate tightly with their solution. You know, in my case, for example, you know we do a lot with shoes. You know, I mentioned we do re- retail. Right. We, we do a lot of work with shoes and stuff, and there's over a hundred thousand, you know, sh- shoe SKUs out there, and you know you can't just pump it, you know, a couple of ads through JavaScript links. Again, we're back to JavaScript links with them, by the way. Yeah. Um, which, you know, which just, you know, it, it's still, you know, it's they're serving ads. You know, even if you're going to put a text link in the middle of something, they, as far as I understand, it's still JavaScript. So it's really not affiliate marketing, you know. Advertising is a segment of affiliate marketing, but affiliate marketing is so much bigger. And the guys who are really successful integrate tightly data feeds and um, and that sort of thing. And I don't, you know, that Google just can't service that. You know, it's too much uh, hands-on management-wise from the network perspective and from the merchant's perspective. And Google can't support that. And if they if they did, it would just kind of explode their service model. Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote a lot about why I thought it would never work, uh, why why Google just has no business really jumping in. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, sure, go ahead and try it, but I, I mean, they just didn't. I don't think they really did the research of what. I think they just think it's as easy as okay, name a goal and name a price for that goal, and we'll get it done. And it's just not that easy. And and I think you know between fraud and. All this stuff. I mean, they they've had such a problem with click fraud that you know uh, they've never really gotten around. I, I, and I think in the affiliate world, the the sophistication of the fraud is so much more. And um, I mean, you know, I, from somebody who just started an advertising network, who you know, of course, a lot of people that um, we. You know, we were warned to really watch out for a lot of people that were kicked out of the eBay program because we do make it very easy for people to join. And mm-hmm. um, you know, for it, it basically was a no-brainer for somebody who had been kicked out of eBay to try to you know get over on us. So we have to implement our own you know fraud kind of detection engine, and we went through a real learning process that first week um, very fast. So I just think that, and then you put it on the scale of Google doing this and how, how lucrative, and Google's going to want money, of course, up front like they do with AdWords, I just don't think publishers are going to go for that. Um, I could be wrong, I mean, but uh, I, I, just, I just don't think that Google's model is going to work. I saw they just bought a ton of, or they just, they just signed a deal with one of the satellite uh, vendors, and, they, and they're basically going to, through AdWords, you're going to be able to place commercials on these, on these satellite um, and I just they just keep jumping into all these other markets, and um, you know they they do search awesome, and their AdWords AdSense has been an amazing model that nobody has been able to replicate. I mean Yahoo has tried, and it's you know as you know uh, it doesn't even come close to targeting wise, and their 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 programming and technical ability is so awesome. But I just don't think that they, they keep getting into these other things, and they just don't do so well. They did they did do well with Gmail. I mean that. That was pretty much a home run, I, I think. Um, it hasn't think really so grown and so again, much. You, know, you look at the things that are successful, and they're kind of hands-off stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and you know, affiliate marketing is, is the opposite of that. You know, it's a big part of that is relationships, and it, 
you know, they just aren't there. I mean, you, can you imagine having a relationship with an advertiser through Google? Yeah, no, exactly. It doesn't work. I mean, a lot, a lot of people want that, you know, they want that, that manager person, at least, you know, that you can call, get a hold of. I mean, Google's whole thing is, you know, is so scaled out with email. You know, you write them an email, you hear back a few days later, you know, you chime, you get a form response. I mean, that's just, I, I just don't think it's going to fly and it's going to scale. So, no, I think it'll work. You know, personally, but you know, I think the market that they've already eat, that they've already eaten with AdSense is the same market that will respond to this sort of thing. So I think they're just kind of cannibalizing their own stuff. I agree um, with or, that or because stuff. yeah, I really, I really, I, I agree with you there because the one thing when how I got involved with affiliate marketing, as I've said before, is I was sitting there and I was like, how can somebody afford to pay me two dollars a click or a dollar a click on AdSense? for these ringtone offers, right? And so what I did is I followed the money, and all they were doing was going to affiliate. And then I thought, well, why don't I just go with the affiliate? And so it was at that point, I mean, really, that's a great point, is that, you know, I mean, these. I think they're just, if it's successful, it's going to be the downfall of AdSense, because AdSense is the ultimate middleman for affiliates, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I guess we. I guess we agree from different angles there, kind of a... It's interesting. Um, a question I have for you: Do you do you attend any conferences? Yes, and, and no. uh, I know you go to affiliate summit, but is there any others that you you go to and you recommend others that are listening? Um, yeah, it's had a had a baby last year, so my my conference uh, attending went on, on a little bit of a hiatus. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy affiliate summit. Saw you there. Um, and you know that's that's by far my favorite, but you know that's because of my history in the industry, and it's it's like a big family reunion for me. Um, right. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. You know, I'll be there in Miami, and uh, I don't know. I'd even like to go to London. They just announced that they're having a London show. Which yeah, I've never been favorite. to London, but that would definitely be cool. I, that was my first affiliate summit I'd ever been to. I'd only been to more of the you know SEO SEM type events. So that was a that was it was a, a really a totally interesting thing in the show. Um, you know, it was like the first one for them. You know, it was it was so much bigger and um, you know than the previous one. It was it's, it's like it's like brand a brand new conference. Um, you know, but besides affiliate summit, um, you know, I I also go to some of the search shows. Uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go to the check out the Danny Sullivan show in, in Seattle in June. Um, and you know, I've occasionally been gone to a few of the webmaster shows, webmaster world shows. I don't love those, but um, yeah, you know, if you do anything with with Commission Junction, CJU is is a really good time. Um, that's in you know, you can't beat the venue, which is Santa Barbara, California, in September. Any any time of year in Santa Barbara is is great, but uh, they do a really nice job. Um, you know, Filled with content, but again, you know, to me, that the reason to go to these things is to talk to people and, and meet people. Again, you know, I, you know, a lot of the success that I have is based on the peop- you know relationships and the people I know, and the fact that I can pick up the phone and talk to someone about something, you know, and and uh, that's that's why I go to conferences. Yeah, there was a there was a speaking at Commission Junction. There was a funny thing. Um, I kind of I wrote a post about some of the, the shady business involvements that. Uh, value click was involved in with you know with false business names and addresses for in promoting free you know get free items and and how people yep. weren't able to ever contact these business entities and stuff but they were all owned by value click I mean somebody 
actually, Ro, you're just you're just you know down. You're just talking bad about ValueClick because you're trying to promote you know your auction ads, and it was just kind of funny because you know ValueClick owns Commission Junction, which is who pays us for auction ads. So <laughs> that was kind of a funny thing. I'm not a big fan of Commission Junction myself, and um, yep. no, everyone uh, has well, their you know that's kind of where I grew up. Very evil, so right now, but what's that? Yeah. I probably, and also just talking about, uh, I kind of got off track there, but just talking about conferences. Um, I mean, I, I've, I have, a, I, I recently had a baby as well last summer, and that really threw a, a wrench into my whole lifestyle because um, I was really carefree and going to every conference and working every, all hours of the night and stuff. But yeah, I've really had to be selective, especially now with with the stuff that we're involved in and the level of hands-on that that needs to be done. Um, I'll be in New York City next week for search engine strategies um kind of a funny story i got a call yesterday from yahoo publisher network telling me that basically my traffic was not converting well on on my ringtones on my ringtone sites and that you know i need to remove it or that was basically it they didn't say i would be banned but they said that and i said you know uh next tuesday i'm presenting in new york city on a panel with the president of Google AdSense and Yahoo Publisher Network on contextual advertising. So you picked, like, the wrong time to tell me that I was no longer welcome in your network. But whatever. I don't know. These people maybe ever coordinate that or anything like that. But then after that, I'll be going to – I'm going to try this ad tech out in San Francisco. Have you ever been to an ad tech? I've been to the New York ones, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're all right. You know, they're just like, you know, a big giant, um, you know, Exhibit hall kind of thing. I've only en- ever been into the exhibit hall stuff with with, uh, with ad tech, and that's just that's generally what I do. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking at affiliate summit uh, on a panel, but you know, so I'll I'll get the full pass. But if I was, I don't, if I was going on my own, I'd probably just not even get the go into the conferences. Just just go to hang out. That's that's the best. Yeah. Thing Everybody always says that, and I and I have to agree. I mean, when I first started going to conferences. And I was very, very new, and I didn't understand the SEO, and I'm still not really getting a lot of SEO, but uh, whatever. Basically, I, um, I I went to every session of the first two conferences I went to. And then after that, I've been to about 15 cents. I don't think I've made it to a session unless I was talking or one of my really good I was just going to support one of my friends. But the, the networking in bars and at the parties is awesome. Um, so much fun. That makes it worth the trip. Totally. So, um, so if you had to go to any conference, you know, or or thing besides, of course, the elite retreat, what would you? Where would you? Where would you? Where would you go to? If I had to go to any conference, yeah. Just um, if, you, if somebody said to you, you know, you got to pick one. Cost isn't an issue in the United States. You know, what? Which one out of the ones you've gone to, you think uh, you get the most networking or benefit out of? You know, I have you know for my business and, and for the stuff I do, I'd have to say it's affiliate summit. I just don't think that there's anything like it. You know, they just kind of own the affiliate conference space. You know, yeah, I was I was so impressed with the attendees of the affiliate summit. Yeah, you know, it's it's everybody. You know, so it you know it can't be beat. You know, the the all the other conferences are, are network you know around networks and that sort of thing. So you just kind of get a, a slice of of the, of the industry. You know, everyone goes to affiliate summit. Yep, so boring totally. Answer, but, uh, it, you said it you gave me was, the United States. I'd, you know, I'd I'd rather go somewhere. You know, one of the conferences in Europe. But uh, you know, yeah. I love going there. But. 
One, one of the things I, I told people that it was, because it was the first one I had ever been to, I said it was a really different experience for me. Um, I'm used to going to much more corporate conferences like Search Engine Strategies and um, also uh, like PubCon, you know, where there's Google represented and Yahoo and Microsoft and these, you know, these really big name people putting on these huge parties and stuff and, you know, whining and dying everybody. And, and, and really Affiliate Summit is just more of your... You're, I mean, I, I don't want to say geeks, but, I mean, it's a lot of just your computer guys and stuff who a lot of them understand programming, a lot of them understand APIs and stuff like that. I mean, it's just yeah. I felt a lot more at home and just I didn't feel like I had to explain to everybody, you know, about exactly what I did. It just seemed like a lot of people related. So, Yeah, I think another, you know, it's something else that's different about, you know, between the affiliate conferences and the kind of the SEO conference. Uh, you know, I, the... Um, you know, Chris, the SEO loser guy. Um, right. You know, you read his, his first blog, I'm sure. Totally. Like everyone else in the world did. And, you know, I just like, oh my God, that's totally me, you know. And I think that, you know, that the SEO world, you know, I mean, you know, you know everybody, and, you know, I know a bunch of the guys. And, you know, so you go, and, you know, I'm in clicks too. It's just so clicky. You know, it's totally. And everyone's so tight, you know, with information at the SEO conferences. It's just a big paranoia fest. It is, um, and everybody is scared to talk about what really works at, because they're, I mean, like, one thing I found is, like, and people are scared to admit, like, they play in gray areas and all this stuff because, you know, you have attendees that are, are like, Google engineers who are listening, and, I mean, it's just, it's, it is so tight-lipped at, whereas, like, with Affiliate Summit, I mean, people are talking about porn and, um, you know, very openly, and, and or uh, herbal supplements and, you know, Viagra or whatever. And you can learn so much from those people if you're just not judgmental and stuff like that. So, right. you know, I, I met a lot of really awesome, interesting people, got a lot of great ideas from the Affiliate Summit. I definitely agree that, you know, if you're doing anything with affiliate marketing, it's definitely the conference to go to. Um, so we let's move ahead a little bit with... Um, let's go ahead and actually... Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about... Um, what, what's your thought on ebooks? And uh, I mean, do you do you ever read any of them with affiliate marketing, or or basically any books, or do you do you read forums or just blogs, or where where do you think there's some great information to be had and and whatnot? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just not enough time in the day to read all the stuff that's out there. You know, I've I've done most of my my learning either talking to people or in, or in forums. You know, that's kind of what. Um, where I spend a lot of my time, and I don't so much anymore. I think forums are, are kind of, I don't know, they feel like they're dying to me. Oh, they're dying to me. I don't know. Um, I just don't enjoy it as much. You know, I used to read Webmaster World religiously and, and A-Best Web and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I just, maybe I'm just too busy, you know, to invest the time because right. it's a huge time sink. Ebooks, not so much. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm just kind of reluctant to, to, to spend the money on those things, you know, or, you know, I've actually thought about writing one or two, but, you know, again, you know, a time issue. So, you know, blogs and, and, and to some degree forums, maybe if I'm, now if I'm pointed to something that's going on in a forum, I'll, I'll go check it out and participate. Okay. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, e-books are just, um, you know, it, it's an age-old thing. I mean, it's not, you know, it's nothing new. You know, you see the guys on infomercials at 3 a.m., you know, selling the stuff on how to flip real estate, make millions. Yeah, I, I mean, I I actually like um, 
the ebooks, I, I buy a lot. Well, actually, I mean, let me rephrase that. I, I have purchased them, but lately a lot of them will just send them to me, you know, to get my opinion on them or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, I'm sure you get that as well. Um, so, yep. so what I'll do is print them off and keep them basically in the bathroom for reading. And yep. a lot of times I don't learn things directly from what they're trying to tell me, but they'll spur ideas otherwise. So as far as like, I mean, like a lot of people, um, there's, a, there's a guy named Eric Giglieri who wrote a book that was called Making Money with Google. And it's one of my best examples. And I'm sure he loves, loves a plug when I talk about it. But um, basically that book, I, I've never made any money from Google because of that book. However, um, there are so many things that he talks about. Like he uses this HTML editor called InView. I'd never heard of it before then. I used it right away. I love it. It's awesome. It's free. Um, and he talks about all these other tools and stuff like that, you know, to, in, you know, to get to make money with Google. So, I mean, like, directly with Google making money, AdSense and stuff, it didn't really impact me. But as far as, like, my, you know, other business stuff, and it gave me a lot to think about. And I think, you know, with other e-books, that's, that's kind of what they do for me, too. Yeah, I so, agree. I mean, no matter what it is you're reading, as long as you're out there, you know, listening to new stuff to get new ideas, that's what's key. Yeah, I hear, I hear a lot sure. of people really you know, just talk bad or like, like the rich jerk, for instance, um, a lot of people are just, you know, call him out say he doesn't, you know, he's fake and blah, blah. I think you have to look beyond that a lot of times and really, because a lot of times you can just learn from, I mean, you, like for instance, the rich jerk, I mean, I learned a ton of just like, wow, somebody can just make something up, totally use the attack hook, you know, for link bait and become a massive success. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, I mean, you know, if you just look at the, you know, look at the rich jerk and say, you know, what a jerk, and and that's it. I mean, you just you you don't get it. I mean, the guy's yeah. obviously a brilliant marketer, and uh, you know, you can learn something from that. Totally. I mean, the guy bids on shoe money and says like shoe money to jackass or whatever, and right, I'm right. sure think, he gets clicks from I've it. And if, if he gets sales from it, God bless him. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, so all right, Scott. Well. You know, I'd like to I'd like to thank you for joining me. We're we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, I was just kind of going off my my questions here, making sure I touched on pretty much everything I wanted to. Um, you know, I know it was kind of last minute I had you on, and and I really love what you're doing with Bump C, and I know the community really really loves it and uses it and uh, appreciates it. And um, you know, you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Uh, I should have known that question was going to come. No, I you know it's, I, I think you know what we. You know what we touched on in the, in the last, you know, in the, in the last bit of uh, discussion. You know, get out there and uh, you know just keep thinking about stuff and you know don't get comfortable because uh, you know I think I don't know if you've been around for more than a year in this, you know that what, what's working today is not going to work tomorrow. So you know just keep Boy, getting I... new ideas and act on them. That's you know that's how you stay. <laughs> that's how I stay unemployed. Yeah. Exactly. I, I can't agree with that more about not getting comfortable with success. I mean, I think I see so many people that they reach a, a goal or whatever, and they just settle for for that success, and they don't they don't stay mobile and keep going. I mean, if we would have settled with ringtones, I mean, you know, com- the revenue now compared to what they were doing is you know nothing comparatively. So, um, you know, you always got to stay mobile. And, and lucky for us, we were working on. You know, we started with Elite Retreat. We started with um, doing a few other uh, stuff, and, and auction ads also was in the works. And, and you know, and, and now we're working on even, I mean, that's even stuff we did last month, basically, and 
working on more stuff. So we'll, we'll probably launch another two or three products yet this year that'll be pretty big for us anyway. So I can't agree more. You know, the secret is, is really to stay mobile and, and always stay focused. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Scott, and uh, sharing things with us. And um, good luck with Bump C, and it's doing awesome. So everybody out there listening, thanks. Eddie, thanks for putting this together and producing. Great job as always. Everybody, we'll catch you next week.